Super Soulful Sunday is a time to rest, not labor, then rest, but rest in Him completely and wholeheartedly. A time to heal, a time to be still. A time to come before him and thank him. A time given to you and me to experience simple pleasures, to receive God's treasures. A time to come without expectancy. This is Super Soulful Sunday, so meet me in the garden of serenity, in the very garden of Gethsemane, where God himself has a word for thee. Welcome to Super Soulful Sunday. It's a new month, a new week, and we stepping into this month with a positive streak. Normally, Super Soulful Sunday, yes, is played on a Sunday. It's a loving, beautiful Tuesday. So why not tune in? Why not invite a friend? Because we have Elder Angela Morris talking to you and me about the pain of grief. So, before I hand over to her, October is a month where birds flutter, weather's getting warmer, you are out and about, but be cautious. On your roundabouts, cover yourself constantly, be it at home, at work, cover your children and remain steadfast in everything, through everything, be thankful, be grateful and thank the Lord in prayer. So welcome to Super Soulful Sunday with Elder Angela Morris talking to you and me about the pain of grief. I'm your host Salome Jacobs and this is Super Soulful Sunday. Hola, buenas tardes, como esta? Niamma, jen dobre, buono chanata, guten tag, sawarika, anion hasion, guten middag, merhaba. NATO to those close by and you far and wide and if you are tuning in for the first time feel welcome feel at home you are in the company of into the garden when we 
step into the garden a time where we thank God we connect to God a time when we walk with the Lord talk to the Lord wait to hear from the Lord especially the instruction of the Lord remember you are the apple of his eye and God is about to go the extra mile to Into the Garden Podcast. I'm delighted to be here with you today. I'd like to share something with you today. Uh, I was sitting, I was thinking of a title and I ran across an article. And today I want to talk a little bit about the right questions to ask when you're in pain. And then I want to follow up with the, the pain of grief. Questions that you should ask when you're in pain and and want to follow up or end with the pain of grief. Think about this. When life becomes really, really hard for most people, for most of us, people will eventually ask, why is this happening to me? Have you ever asked God that? Have you ever been in one situation after another, after another, after another, and you finally just break down and say, God, why is this happening to me? Look, That's the wrong question to ask when things get dark. Try this. Instead, try asking God, what is your purpose in this? I remember when my mother was ill and she was confined to a bed in a nursing home. Day after day, she would be in that bed and I would walk into her room. Sometimes she knew me, sometimes she didn't. Most times she didn't. And I would ask God, I said, God, what is the purpose of her existence? I could not understand for the life of me why my mother lay day after day in a nursing home bed. And I said, God, what is the purpose of her existence? Well, it wasn't until my mother passed when the Lord helped me to understand that the purpose of my mother's existence was for me. You see, there were some things that God had to root out and dig out in me that pertained to my mother. So I'm thankful, I'm grateful that he allowed her to be here during that time to help facilitate me into you know, and getting the deliverance that I needed. Hallelujah. I think about... Uh, many major figures in the Bible and Paul, Apostle Paul being one of them. You see, Paul devoted his entire life to serving God. But did you know that in many ways, Paul's life was worse than you can even imagine. If you've read through the New Testament, uh, Testament, you know that, that Paul was stoned. He was shipwrecked, beaten. He was even left for dead. How many times was he in prison? 
How many times was he whipped and robbed? He even went thirsty and there were times when he was hungry. So what do you think was the secret to his persistence? Because after all of these things that happened to him, he still continued in ministry. But he was never bitter. Instead of asking, I know Paul, instead of asking, why me? Guess what he did? He looked for and he trusted God's purpose. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to trust his purpose. Paul learned to trust God in his problems, even when he didn't understand. That's sometimes a little hard, isn't it? Trusting God when we're faced with one problem after another when we don't understand. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 says, For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And just like the Apostle Paul, we can hold on to hope. Because God has a purpose and even a reward that exceeds your pain. Sometimes that's hard to believe, isn't it? God, Let me say that again. God has a purpose and even a reward that exceeds your pain. Think about this. When Jesus died on the cross, his followers thought it was a senseless tragedy. They thought God had made a mistake. But what they couldn't see was God still on his throne, carrying out a bigger purpose. Isn't that something? God was still on his throne, carrying out a bigger purpose. And after Jesus' resurrection, he appeared to the disciples. In John uh, chapter 20, verse 21, he said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. Just moments before, they could see no reason for their pain. But here, right here, Jesus was telling them that God was giving them a new assignment that was part of a grand, or should I say it, grand purpose. God's purposes for our life is always greater than your problems. Let me say that again. God's purpose for your life is always greater than your problems. Let me say it a third time. God's purpose for your life is always greater than your problems. If we can wrap our heads, wrap our minds around that, where we're in the midst of going through what we're going through, if we could just remember that God's purpose for our lives is always greater than what we're actually going through. Trust him. I remember, and just a couple of days ago, and God helped me to understand, when he said to me, can I trust you to trust me? We say we trust God, don't we? But he asked me the question, can I trust you to trust me? That puts a whole different spin on it, doesn't it? You see, because God is in the business because of turning crucifixions into resurrections. He loves 
turning crucifixions into resurrection. He specializes. Guess what? Guess what he specializes in? He specializes in hopeless situation. Have you ever been in a hopeless situation? And God took that thing and turned it around. Hallelujah. Simply because you trusted in him. Now let me talk to you a little bit about the the pain. We were I was talking a little bit about questions to ask when you're in pain, but what if that pain is the pain of grief? Now, according to Rick Warren, one of my favorite authors to to to, to read, according to Rick Arthur, I mean Rick Warren, he says grief is a gift. Hmm. Let me expound on that. Matthew 5 and verse 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Grief is without a doubt the most painful emotion we go through in life. Let me say that again. Grief without a doubt the most painful emotion we can go through in life is also the most helpful emotion. Hmm. And how is grief helpful to me, to you, to us? Well, you see, God, uh, the grief is God's tool for you to get through the transitions of life. Grief is one of God's tools for you to get through the transitions of life. Because listen to this. If, if you don't grieve your losses, guess what happened? You get stuck. Yeah. If you don't grieve your losses, you get stuck. Many people are still stuck at age 14. Or maybe they're stuck at age 28 or even 45 or even 75, 95. Because they didn't grieve a major loss in their lives. And they got stuck right there. So you see, not going through the grieving process leaves us with all kinds of anxieties and fears. And it's oftentimes low self-esteem. Jesus never did anything wrong or unhealthy. And yet, Jesus grieved. He did. The Bible says he was a man acquainted with sorrows. The Bible even says that when his friend Lazarus died, Jesus grieved. Yes, Jesus grieved. He even wept. So you see, sadness is not a weakness. In fact, the stronger you are, the more confident you are. And the less afraid you are to show your emotions. Now, there are two unhealthy reactions to loss. Two. One is repression. And the other one is suppression. Repression. Suppression. Repression is when you unconsciously try to block painful thoughts from your mind. How many of you are guilty of that? You have unconsciously, are you, let me back up. Repression is when you unconsciously try to block painful thoughts from your mind. And then there's suppression is when you do it consciously. You know what you're doing. You intentionally say, "Mm, I'm just not going to think about, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just not going to think about that hurt. I'm not going to think about that pain. I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to move forward. Sometimes you say, I'm going to lift my head up and I'm going to move forward. So you think about this. So to to grieve losses is a mistake. 
I mean, to not grieve losses or to grieve a loss is a mistake. Why? Because grief is God's gift to get us through the changes in life. Remember earlier I said that Rick Warren said that grief was a gift. Well, this is why. Grief is God's gift to get us through the changes we have to go through in life. We will go through changes. We will have pain. We will have grief. We will have losses. But God's gift, grief, is his gift to get us through the changes in life. And if you don't let your grief out in healthy ways, guess what? Then you're going to act it out in unhealthy ways. When you swallow your grief, your body rejects it. Doctors have even said that a lot of illnesses that people have come from unresolved grief, regrets, and resentment. A lot of the pain in, in, you know, in our backs, in our aching necks, you know, it's because we hold on to emotions inside of us that God never intended for us to keep all bottled up inside. He wants you to let them out through your grief. Life's losses are totally unavoidable. But grief, listen to this, grief is a choice. You have to choose to grieve. You have to embrace grief so that you can move forward with hope. If you are listening today and you've experienced the pain of grief. Think about this. I want you to embrace the grief. You have to choose to grieve so you can move forward with hope. Father, I thank you and I bless you. Bless those, God, even now that mourn. Bless them now, Father. Comfort your loved ones that they may face each new day with hope. Hope, God, and the certainty that nothing can destroy the good that has been given. May their memories become joyful, their days enriched, and their lives encircled by your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. And even now, Father, embrace them now. Let them feel the embrace of your love. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, we have come to the end of this edition. Always a privilege to be in the company and in the garden with you. Thank you to Elder Angela Morris for talking to us about and sharing the pain of grief. So may you continue to have a Godful week, a prosperous week, an awesome week, a dynamic week, a fulfilling week, a promising week, a positive week that your steps are guided 
your steps are ordered. You are blessed going out and coming in. You are blessed in the city and you are blessed in the fields. In fact, by just tuning in, you are blessed wholeheartedly. Thank you once again to Elder Angela Morris for touching on this subject which so many of us out there need to hear and by sharing a personal story it is good it's okay to share in a safe environment with those that care so from all of us here session a grazie khamsi house and nora this video adios do vicinia ova pavel adios kunigole adia maslamatica fastila con pashian salamatingal avi design arrivederci anyong spasiba haver for indeed we are women with a purpose women with a call and women with the destiny to rise to proclaim and who will stand tall Things you've become in your life